Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Welcome, everybody. This is your host, Jose Negron, on Voice America. Dot com on the Variety Channel, hosting the lead technology show, T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or noon East Coast Time. Also, if you uh, missed us uh, today, you can catch us either Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday mornings and afternoons. So see your local stations and check out voiceamerica.com, the Variety Channel. As always, uh, it's a great opportunity to thank our audience in the United States and especially our international audience. I am quite surprised every time I look at the numbers, we continue to grow and increase the number of our audience. And to be honest with you, uh, the only advertisement we do is really through friends. Other than that, uh, it's just you, uh, the audience going out and searching for T3, uh, the lead technology show. As a reminder, the reason we got started in T3 is just to have a conversation, a discussion uh, between the scientists, the innovator, the engineers, with all us non-techie folks. What does it mean to develop uh, technology? What's it mean to innovate? And how does it improve our lives? So that is the purpose of our discussion. I'm excited today because the discussion is why is technology and innovation important? I'll try to break down the show into three segments. First of all, we'll talk about technology and innovation and competition. Why are all three of them a little bit different but important to one another? I have a special guest today, and it's important because I was looking at mining, mining innovation, mining technology, and today in the studio, and we'll try for the first time, I have a little bit of uh, uh, Spanish, English, English, Spanish translation, but we're going to talk about uh, mining in. Um, South America. I think it's important uh, because it's an industry that we know little about, but yet advances in technology and the instrumentations that they play with. And I'm especially uh, fortunate to have Maria Fernanda Castillo here. They call her Mafe, and I will talk to her both in English and Spanish. And she knows she knows quite a bit of English, but intimidated. But we'll we'll do. Do a Spanish translation. I have Alex here and Sarah behind me. We'll do the translation. But I'm excited because we're going to talk about mining and the two projects he's been running uh, on the, the river, one project, and then, of course, on land and the preparation to get the equipment, to understand what type of equipment and the type of uh, topography that deal with. So we'll talk about the innovation and technology and mining. And finally, at the third segment, we'll talk about disruptive technology. What are the technologies out there besides Google, Amazon, um, you know, Apple? And we'll talk about the various uh, technology because it's technology or innovations that impact business, health, transportation, education, uh, you name a subject, even camping. We'll talk a little bit about camping because uh, 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 I think it's EID uh, Camping Store. Uh, EID is having a sale. And I started looking at uh, some of the camping materials and you go, wow, I didn't know they innovated that or mm-hmm. they had new technology there. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, I have Alex here to correct me if I get anything wrong and then we'll continue on. But uh, our show today, I'm happy to say 
say is why is technology and innovation important? Uh, to keep the audience involved in T3, call 866-472-5788 or email me at todaytomorrowstechnologies at gmail.com. Technology and innovation impact our every part of our lives. How we understand and develop new technology through innovation is critical to our society advances. Over the last several months, we have discussed several products in various areas that impact our lives and how these products are developed and it really moved to the market. Today, we'll continue to explore why technology and innovation is important. I'll try to review the following question. Is innovation going faster today than yesterday? How is technology impacting our lives? And then how is innovation impacting our lives? And how are these efforts uh, improving education, uh, security, lifestyle, health, education, and just making our lives more productive. And that's really the bottom line. So let's get started. I'd like to go over technology, innovation, disruptive technology, disruptive innovation, competition. And I know that you are out there, but look around. And as I look around in my studio, I'm looking around and I've got a, a mic, a headset, TV, uh, TV recorder, uh, the uh uh, I've got a uh, Apple uh, TV here and a few others. I got Alex. I got the little dot. So I look around and I've got all kinds of technology around me, the smartphone. And I look at how do these products get started? Remember, I've been studying uh, new innovations and the development of technologies for a very long time. And the question is, is innovation going faster today than yesterday? And I can only quote Bill Gates because he says the pace of innovation is faster than ever. And that's true. When I look at, let's just take a look at my lifestyle, What? because I love movies and everybody kids me about the movies I have. And I've started off with uh, the VHS. Mm-hmm. Then we've gone to the CD. Now we've gone to the DVD. Now I've got an HD DVD, you and know, the so, and the Blu-ray as well. <laughs> so all kinds of stuff that have been added. And that is just a transition. And where are we today? If you go to Netflix, you go to Hulu, you go to the streaming lines, that's how most people are getting TV. So that's that's what's going on. And so as Alex says, you got YouTube as a big uh, uh, network, uh, internet forum that people are using. So therefore, you know, we've got uh, innovation started. And really, that's really the crux. You know, uh, two out of every five people on Earth today uh, live with uh, higher crop yields. And it's important because we talk about famine and we talk about uh, water purification. We're running out of water. I've always said since the third grade, uh, you know, we always talk about energy, oil. Is we're all society and we're trying to move toward more of a solar, a wind technology type, uh, wave technology, and those kind of activities for alternate power. But the other thing, excuse me, uh, we'll talk about, uh, uh, you know, how do we help feed the population? And in Africa, I've had a, a fortunate part to work with the UN and try to feed people. And, and my specialty, of course, if you know my background, is in emergency planning and emergency reaction. So I've been in some of the tough spots, especially the Rwanda airlift, the Haiti airlift. We've done that twice in other places in the United States with involving hurricanes, uh, you know, starting off with Katrina, the floods in the Midwest. You got Florida and Texas. And now my team is operating in Portland. 
Puerto Rico. Uh, last couple of weeks, we had uh, Dr. Jerry Rentas talk about FEMA and the importance of uh, hurricane season starting uh, in the Caribbean here in less than, uh, I think today is the 21st, so about nine to 10 days. Uh, we've got uh, the hurricane season starting from June to November, so that is critical. Yet still, we're still behind. We're about 18 months behind on really helping the folks there. So they important uh, of weather announcements, the technology we use from air, drones, satellites are important in helping the people at least advisory and be uh, and be aware of. Lately, if you heard the news today, tornadoes in Oklahoma has yes, just been <laughs> been ravaging the, the the countryside, and that is critical. Even though we have lots of good warning and alerts. Uh, you know, down. Mother Nature plays its uh, tricks, so we've got to be careful. So over the, you know, the last several weeks, we've ch- we've chatted about medical products. We talked about transportation improvements. We talked about the robotic industry expansion. We talked about space exploration, and I'll talk a little bit more about that for disruptive technology. And finally, how we are educating the next generation. Uh, you know, my pet peeve is we're not teaching the 21st century, we're spending too much time teaching the 19th century, and we've got to be better. So today we'll look at these uh, efforts to improve our lives. Uh, We'll go through a list of innovations. We'll go through a list of technologies. Uh, We'll talk about, um, you know, how do we get better and why is technology so important? Remember that I talked about an earlier show about the early adopters. And I talked about that because you have the innovators who try a product or see something. And I think Moffat is one of those persons because it's one of those, she's a senior mining engineer. She's looking for new technology. She's looking for new uh, innovations to help her company mine ore, either out of the river or the mountains or the landscape. So it's it's interesting as we talked about how she's trying to be an innovator for her company. And then the early adopters, she's definitely within those two uh, spectrums. Remember, innovators are about 2% of the population. Early adopters are about 13%. Then we've got the most of us in the early majority, late majority, which is about the 60 percentile. And then, of course, you have uh, her sister, Sarah, in the laggers. They're always last. They don't want new technology. Uh, and we we deal with that. But the, the bottom line is we're trying to uh, ensure that technology products, the gadgets. And what is the difference between technology and innovation? And we'll talk a little bit about that. So let me get started. Uh, just a quick definition. Uh, technology is applying scientific knowledge for practical purposes, especially industries, uh, you know, our advances in, uh, techno- in uh, computer technology, uh, 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 application of scientific knowledge. It's a branch of knowledge dealing with engineering or applied sciences. The definition of science is knowledge uh, to pr- put to practical use. So that's technology, knowledge put to practical use. Solve problems and invent useful tools. That is technology. Let's talk about innovation. What makes innovation different from technology? Uh, The real critical part is that innovation is the translation of an idea or invention into a goods and services or a product that can create value for the customer. That's what an innovation. Business is always looking for another innovation. Because you you have to innovate in order to stay progressive, in order to stay in business. One of the things that I always talk about 
You know, it's great. The large companies do evolutionary steps. They try to create a product. They, they've got a massive amount of the market uh, shares. So they're not really into, you know, uh, innovation uh, as much. While they like to innovate, most of it is evolutionary. Smaller companies, more agile, more uh, pliable, more responsive, uh, are looking for what I call the disruptive technology. And we'll talk about that in the third segment a little bit more. But these are the products that totally change the industry. You think about uh, the smartphone. Uh, remember the rotary phone? And then now we have the car phone, and it, which was attached to the car. And now we really have a smartphone, which is, and we've talked about it, almost a supercomputer in your hand. Mm-hmm. And people don't really realize that. So innovation is critical. It defines uh, the process of making an idea or an invention into the goods and service, okay? Examples of innovations are critical because we're taking the internet, okay, and monetizing that. That was innovative. You got Amazon. You got all these companies, uh, you know, what they call them, the brick-and-mortar stores are moving to websites and more and more. And Amazon is creating havoc. It's changing the way we do business, you know. So those are also important. And then finally, let's talk about um, why is competition so important? Uh, the reason competition is so important, it makes businesses compete against each other. And, you know, it's, uh, I hate to say this, but it's survival of the fittest. Who can innovate faster? And, uh, you know, innovative thinking is critical uh, for traditional business thinking. It is allows new ideas and energy uh, to to be brought out to the marketplace, especially a gadget. And then we go technical revolution or technology, uh, the use of technology, which is the use of the gadget, the technology itself, uh, applying scientific uh, principles, okay? So why is innovation uh, important to companies? Well, it gives gives reason to care by the employee. They uh, empowers the employees. Uh, you know, the staff doesn't have to jump through hoops if you have an innovative company. Uh, do you have? Uh, you can remove the red tape to in order for your staff to be innovative. You rethink the competition, uh, and of course, more importantly, innovations about calming the naysayers and easing up on the market itself. I love when people tell me you can't do something because it just challenges me, and and I I become more. A- aggressive in trying to prove them wrong. So here we are. Uh, we've got about three minutes before our first break, and we've talked about uh, the the subject today. Why is technology and innovation important? We talked about the early adopters. We talked about competition uh, and why it's important to business. We talked a little bit about uh, the definition of innovation, which is strictly ideas and turning those ideas into a product, good and services that we can use. And then, of course, technology. Uh, why is technology important? Because it develops the products. It helps us in all the fields, uh, business. And, you know, look at the software hardware that we got and just in computers. Look at uh, healthcare. Look at the medicines that are coming out and the te- technology and medicine. In fact, we're a pill society, and that's something that we have to stop. You know, we've got to look at alternatives. But uh, uh, look at the measles crisis that's going on right now. That's just a, a normal shot. It was eradicated in the United States. 
States and has come back. And I think New York's leading uh, from a measles case is about 800 plus patients with measles, which is almost ridiculous. But we got a little lax on who could go to school, who couldn't go to school, whether they had measles uh, shots or not. And of course, uh, some side effects. And the parents were concerned about the side effects as they should. And that's what caused uh, the measles breakout. And so we've got to be uh, conscious of that. And we've got to move forward. But more importantly, uh, what I'm trying to get at is you can see innovation, technology, and every area of our lives and, and uh, like I said I'm going to talk a little bit about camping I've got uh, uh, talk about 11 disruptive technologies in the third segment and we'll talk about that but I'm really interested in the next segment in the next segment of course we'll be talking about mining mining engineering and uh, we've have Moffat here and she's going to talk about her her uh, education, uh, her two projects, and I cannot wait to hear about it because it's pretty exciting. And and to be honest with you, it's something that we all need. Those ores and minerals from Earth, from gold to silver to copper to you know titanium, all those are mine. And everybody does a little bit different technique, but for the most part, are pretty common. So uh, let's just go on to our first break. We'll be back uh, here shortly. This is Jose Negron, your host for uh, today, tomorrow's technology, the T3 show, the leading technology show. Take care. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. 
Welcome back, folks. This is uh, Jose Negron, your host on uh, the Lead Technology Show. Uh, today's topic is why is technology and in innovation important? Uh, the first segment, I just went through some definitions, some uh, identified some products or companies that were highly in the technology age. Uh, they're innovating. And, of course, the competition and affects uh, the challenges, whether a company stays in business or not. This segment, uh, I'd like to change because we'll talk about mining and mining engineering, innovation in mining. And I have a special, special guest for me. Uh, as I said earlier, we'll do uh, English, Spanish, Spanish, English, and eventually we'll get to Sp Spanish, English, Spandex. And uh, this is Maria Fernanda Castillo, uh, better known as Mafe. Mafe, it's... Uh, uh, is from Colombia. She's a leading mining engineer for her company. She follows her father's footstep. And if you if you ever see Moffitt, she's probably about 5'3", probably about 95 pounds. And she commands and directs all these burly men in, uh, in South uh, America, which is interesting to me to begin with. But she's the project engineer for major projects. And she's had two or three major projects. She had a river project. <coughs> Excuse me. And she's also had uh, a major project she's going to tell us a little bit about on land and mining on land. So let's let's get started. Uh, Moffitt, como se llama? What is your name? Uh, hi, Jose. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Uh, to You're talk, welcome. To talk the, that important topic, that innovation us. Uh, gracias por invitarme, Jose. Um, ¿Y tu nombre es? María Fernanda, mucho gusto, tú ya lo me introduciste muy bien. ¿Y te llama Mafe? Why do you why are you called Mafe? Mi nombre es María Fernanda, es a long name uh -huh. realmente. Pero the, my nickname is that short, it's Mafe M A F E. All right, M A F E. It's just too long. When they it's need to call long. her, it's like Mafe, come here. Right. Some people say, "Is your last name Fernanda?" No, it's it's, it's, it's part of her name. name. Okay, and then how did you become a mining engineer? That's always intriguing to me. Uh, okay, I. Dilo en español. Talk, talk to me in Spanish. Yo estudié seis años. En Colombia, soy ingeniera de minas y metalúrgica, esa es la carrera. She's 36 eh, years in Colombia. Where in Colombia? En Medellín. Medellín. En la Facultad de Minas. La Facultad de Minas es... The Mine University. Yeah, that's the Mine University in Medellín. Es 90 años en... 90 years in mining experience in university. 90 años en... So la, that's their specialty then. Yeah, es la mejor universidad en geología y minas que en este momento tenemos en Colombia. Okay, so it's the best in geology and mines mine. right now in Colombia. Eh, la primera vez, los inicios fueron, la carrera era de civil, ingeniería civil. civil oh, okay. She started as a civil engineer. Sí. Uh -huh. eh, yo me gradué, sí, estudié seis años. Eh, mi padre es un ingeniero de minas. Él estudió civil de minas, era la carrera. Her father was a mining engineer, and that's uh, sí. studied that career. Yeah, she started studying. She studied six years first, right? Yeah. And then you change, or does just it evolve? Evolves into Mi mining? Mi padre me llevaba como a las minas, a sus trabajos, a, mm -hmm. y me gustaba el rol, el cargo, eh, me gustaba el campo, ver las rocas, estar como toda la historia, porque la, la minería es, es algo natural. So just like any child, she goes to work with her father. She either likes it or hates it. That's kind of where yeah. we're at. So she liked it. 
and she started uh, liking what the the product was the the, the products rocks and the, and all exactly. the processes primero la naturaleza que me gusta bastante todo el tema geológico y segundo como el el de pronto el ser jefe de de como tener la posición el cargo también se llamaba la yeah to be in charge she liked to be in charge Exactly. And then taking charge exactly. of everyone. So yeah. that will be a great combination. So yeah. you can be involved in nature with the rocks and the geology plus the And same. then you tell everybody exactly. what to do. Exactly, exactly. Right? She knew exactly what she wanted to do. All right. So audience, I just want you to capture this. This is a 5'2", 95-pound woman <laughs> telling these 6'2", 200, 300-pound yeah. guys. And sometimes not as big, but uh, let's put it this way. She was the smallest person around Correct. or equal size. So remember that. She went to study in mining. Uh, her father introduced her there. It was natural for her to continue the mining process. She loved what she saw and the extraction of the ore, uh, being out there in uh, in, uh, in the nature, field. in the field. And, and, and it was just interesting to her. So she switched from uh, uh, or uh, moved from civil engineering to mining engineering. Yeah. Right. Okay, so tell me about your first project on the river, because that's how we met, and I couldn't believe <laughs> what you were telling me. <laughs> okay, this is, eso fue algo importante. Eh, yo empecé trabajando, y realmente la primera experiencia fue en un laboratorio metalúrgico. Okay, first started uh, working in a laboratory for metals. Metals and fire size. I helped the the, the teachers to okay. uh, hacer cosas typical, metalúrgicas. Typical student who advances, helping the teacher and finally takes yeah, over yeah. the teacher's job. Okay, <laughs> okay. Sí, realmente el laboratorio era de investigaciones. Okay. Also investigations yeah. on the metals. Sí, the metals. empecé allá precisamente en ese tiempo le estábamos haciendo la la universidad le estaba haciendo un proyecto a la empresa. Entonces okay. era la combinación de la universidad okay. con la industria. She was working in the university at the lab and therefore they were working on a project, special project, and then she got very interested, obviously mo most interested because she kind of changed her career field. Mm -hmm. Entonces empezamos eh, la empresa, la industria nos enviaba mineral en este caso estamos hablando de la industria aluvial es, es, es un depósito importante conocer, es diferente al depósito que uno eh, que la mayoría de partes tiene que es un depósito de beta este era un depósito aluvial donde el oro está libre entonces ellos, es una empresa bien particular porque ellos recuperaban el oro Okay, so while she was studying in the lab and doing analysis of the ores that they would send her, she was looking for specific ore and the stability of the ore and the quality of the ore so she can send them the report. And there was different types. I'm not going to get into it here because a little bit misunderstanding here. But uh, the bottom line is, as they were sending her the different types of ores, and in, in this particular case, my guess is gold. It's for gold, yeah. Yeah. Uh, She was analyzing the the quality of the gold and therefore sending the reports back to the industry or the company. And what she's also saying is that um, they used to a process of um, using mercurio, uh, mercury, mercury, mercury. yeah, process to recover gold. To recover the gold. So at the end, what happened with that's that a, process? That's expensive using mercury to recover yeah, gold. Yeah, my company bought a mercury a company. Lot, yeah. <laughs> Bought a lot of mercury to yeah. the process porque es como se recuperaba es una manera de se alea el mercurio con el oro hacen una amalgama mm -hmm. 
y, y, y es mucho más fácil la recuperación. Ok, y el mercury combined with the ore, as they drill, it was easier to mine it and therefore, and then uh, separate it later at the later mining process. Amalgama, what is um, the word? Amalgama. Uh, it amalgamated. Sí, amalgamated. Mm -hmm. Sí. Eh, entonces, ellos la la eh, tenían un proyecto de innovación bastante interesante que era eliminar el mercurio de su operación okay. por los problemas ambientales. Okay. So the yeah, so what they wanted to do, the the biggest project that's where she started was they wanted to eliminate the mer the mercury from that combination with the water because they wanted to be more an eco-friendly company mm -hmm. and not contaminate the uh, uh, the so, so, so I want to get to the river process, project. Yeah. I want to get to the river project. She's <laughs> we're past studied. You you moved through education. You that worked on the lab. Yes, Let's the get to one. your yeah. river. See. Sí. Eh, empecé como estudiante a, en ese proyecto okay. a estudiar el mineral que ellos tenían, a estudiar el depósito que okay. tenían, que era particular. She started as a student, which is not surprising if you know Mafe, and, uh, and, and she studied the ore, the whole, yeah. and she studied the ore, analyzed the, the materials ore, and everything and so that was um, being okay. extracted yeah. in that area. Porque eh, la aluvión es una operación muy especial. No es donde hay más desarrollos tecnológicos mm -hmm. realizados. Realmente esa operación es bastante particular. So, a, so well, here we are, we're on the river. She's trying to mine for ore at the bedrocks uh, down at the bottom of the river. She's got a large platform, a barge basically, with uh, with uh, some type of uh, 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 rolling pin that uh, digs up the earth, and she studies the fragments. And you got to understand, this is gigantic. It's uh, like a cement company on a barge almost, if you can picture that size. Do you know how much the machines are weighed? Each uh, machine. We have a uh, five dredgers. Five dredgers. On the river, uh, is really a uh, uh, unit, uh, operation unit. Okay. okay. It's a big because ellos también tienen un dragón que le le dicen dragón uh -huh. es a dredge es a dredger, más pequeña. A large, a es más pequeña. Una hace como el primer proceso mm -hmm. de de escapote. Uh -huh. Quita como la capa toda first la cobertura vegetal. Sí. Y luego llega la gra draga grande mm -hmm. y oh. se mete en donde realmente está el oro. Okay, so we start off with a small little, uh, uh, The first unit layer. takes all yeah. the first the layers of vegetation. The dredger takes off the first uh, topsoil, whatever, uh, the first uh, probably six inches, six, yeah. 12 inches. Or more. No, more. More? Uh, About two feet? Eight meters. Eight meters, okay. And then you bring in the large dredgers that go right into the ore to dig the ore out. Yeah. But this is a scientific process because it's not just potluck. She she analyzes the terrain or the riverbed at this particular mm -hmm. project. Uh, she uh, spots it, It's uh, and then she begins to mine, mine the process. So how did you go from student on the barge to now leading the operation or being part of that operation? Ok, eh, yo continué estudiando el proceso, el mineral, la idea era eliminar el mercurio porque okay. queríamos hacer una compañía, le decimos oro verde, okay, green, green gold, gold, 
que es extraído por medio de procesos naturales sin agentes químicos. Okay, you gotta do that in chemicals. So, um, the um, how she started throughout this process to get where she is at right now is she was helping out the company to go through a process to become uh, a green or gold or. company, which it means that you don't use other agents that can contaminate, mm. just to do it a natural way. So that's how she started. After that. So she's going from civil engineering to mining engineer to uh, now a green innovating. engineer. It was innovation. innovating. It, sí, es realmente una, yeah. una right. innovación bien importante porque Very en Colombia eh, nosotros tenemos unas operaciones en los ríos, sobre los ríos que son bien contaminantes. Yeah, yeah because in Colombia right now all the process is very contaminating for all the um, rivers. For the rivers in Colombia, for this process, yeah. which is very important. Okay, so let's go from uh, now you're in the rivers, you've done well, you graduated, you eliminated the mercury from the water. Yeah, you've done that. You come visit your sister, I meet you for either second or third time, and now you're starting a new project on the land. And uh, you tell me that you're doing a initial site survey. You're you're working with your company. You go back to your company. They assign you to this new project. You still now you you become a lead engineer to the project. Mm, yes. Sí, no. Sí, sí, yes. Sí, claro. Okay. And then uh, so what are you doing now? Because you told me there's about a five-year process to start the process. Bueno, terminé ese proyecto porque fue importante. Nosotros fuimos a dar una conferencia en Canadá. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. After, after, after the project ended, they went to Canada and gave a full... Um, se llamaba la tesis también fue sobre oro era flotación de oro libre okay. fue el proyecto insignia una gran innovación porque, porque oh, ya a little innovation because uh, you're freeing the ore from the riverbed and it was new technology yeah. new innovations without in the using the mercury yeah great sí, 70 años utilizando 70 mercurio 70 years using mercury y ya no. and o now sea, they don't fue... so that's why it's so important ok Super tenemos 4 minutos we have 4 minutes un proyecto insignia luego ya en ese momento estoy trabajando en minería de beta, ya no es aluvial, es de no, beta. The vine minery. Sí, donde tenemos un proyecto de incrementar la capacidad de la producción de la mina. Okay. Y We're hemos adquirido. Sí, hemos adquirido. Hemos adquirido para incrementarle la capacidad a, es, a esta empresa eh, equipos para de molienda, de trituración, toda la planta la estamos, eh, estamos aumentando la capacidad y en ese momento estamos trabajando con una empresa que se llama Weir Minerals, que es de México, okay. eh, pero eh, la, la tecnología realmente es americana, pero es manufactura en China. Eh, vamos a crecer casi a 2.000 toneladas por día, y ese es, el, ese es otro proyecto de innovación importante donde hay varios retos. So what what she's saying right now, it's the project she's in. Um, they're looking for ways to increment the amount of minerals they can extract um, on the vine minery that she's at right now, which is what we call like probably the soil instead of the water. And um, they're using um, machineries. There are uh, grinding and crushing. For crushing, etc. So now they're incrementing to 2,000 tons yeah. per day. Yeah. How, well, how much was before? It's More like one. Is it doubling? Is 1500. It? Okay, so from 1,500, it's now going to 2,000. So that's a huge, huge yeah. step. It's almost one third or fourth 
amount more than before. Okay, so I gave you, Martha, I gave you top 10 mining items here. How many of these top 10 innovations, technologies are you using in your mind? <laughs> top 10 mining? Yeah. I think. You got, uh, the, the one I was really specific is, are you using some type of drill tunnel to get to that particular vein in the ore? I'm yeah, pretty sure that now with what she was saying in the process of crushing, right? This is the ultimate technology para para automatizar procesos. Okay, the last one. This is what you need to do in Okay, and you bought two machines. Tell me about the machines. You got one minute. We estoy comprando una trituradora de quijada, crusher. Crusher. A crusher, yeah. Estoy comprando... How large is that crusher? Esa dimensión es una 16 por 24. 16 by 24? Sí, it's for meters. Sí, no, foot, feet. Feet, yeah. okay. 16 by 24 feet, it's huge. Es el reference de machine. Okay. Es para, um, está es como 100 toneladas por hora. Oh, wow. A hundred tons per hour. That's how much it crutches per sí. hour. Sí, crutches, and también estamos comprando un wheel, un tornillo clasificado. Oh, okay. También estamos comprando bandas transportadoras. Okay. New, new transporter. Bail. Bails as well to make it. Bail. It's just... A process, they just want to make it faster and yeah, try to make sí. more every day because it's so expensive to do it, right? Okay, so let me, let me wrap up real quick because we're running out of time. Uh, of course, I have a special guest, Maria Fernanda Castillo Mafe is her nickname. I love I love her to death because uh, if you see her and can picture her, she's about 5'2", about 95 pounds, and uh, she is a senior engineer for a, co a company in Columbia. She's done two projects, a river project, mining for oil or gold, really, uh, using mercury, but they've decided to go green to a green company. Therefore, they're trying to invent and innovate new uh, capabilities to mine the ore. Now she's on a land project that she's getting to ready to go after specific veins in the mountains for gold. And they're in the process of preparation. They're doing some testing. They're doing some modeling. They're doing some topography and engineering uh, site to pinpoint where they're going to put this crusher that mm -hmm. they're uh, uh, just bought. I think they bought two and uh, from different parts uh, of the country. One from China for sure and the other one is from Mexico, Mexico. and so she is the lead engineer and I, I love talking about mining because it's something we don't talk about every day so we're off to our second commercial break we'll be right back and we'll talk about other disruptive technology Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? 
If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back. Folks, this is our third segment. We're going to talk about uh, disruptive technology. Our subject today, why is technology innovation important? But more specifically, why is disruptive innovation and technology important to our lifestyle? Let me just give you a factoid because uh, something I've never heard of before until about uh, three months ago when we did our show on um, you know uh, early adopters and we talked about uh, the unicorns. Unicorns are startup companies that with value over a billion dollars and to me that was uh, just totally amazing at the cost of these things and we're looking at companies uh, that uh, are in the billion dollar category startups uh, a lot of software companies a lot of medical companies and uh, they're called uh, unicorns so the seven unicorns that I got to meet of course uh Genomics, uh, it's a $1.3 billion gene sequencing system company. Uh, 360 Enterprise Security Group, a $3 billion internet cybersecurity platform. N26 is a uh, $2.7 billion mobile banking uh, services. HEMS, a $1.1 billion online platform for wellness products. Databricks is a $2.75 billion data analytical platform. Calm is a $1 billion meditation app. And, of course, Aurora is a $2.6 billion autonomous car technology. Why is all this important? Because I'm going to tie it into these disruptive innovations and, and technology companies that I'll be listing here in a few minutes. And you'll see a lot of folks investing in these particular areas uh, from health to security to banking to wellness uh, medicine, meditation, uh, and the automobile industry. So let's talk about disruptive technology. What is it? Why is it important to have these? Disruptive technology significantly alter the way businesses or the entire industry co- operate. This is critical. In the military, uh, I can tell you from my uh, 29 years in the service of the Air Force, uh, definitely the M16 during v- Vietnam was a disruptive technology. The UAVs, we, in fact, the Air Force uh, at the time or the services did not want a UAV. Uh, the first UAV was used in Bosnia and uh, those are the unmanned aerial vehicles. Uh, UAVs today are a dime a dozen. Everybody uses it as a hobby today. You know, and they're smaller, 
They're more uh, um, mobile. In fact, Amazon in the future is going to be using these UAVs, small UAVs, to carry your package. Can you believe you're in the car or you're walking and you got a UAV above you with your packages holding them <laughs> and carrying them? Think about that. Well, they already did the uh, at first, the first trial test. for the drones. For them to carry the um, donor, the transplant donor. Uh, oh yes, organs. they're doing that. So they already did that uh, once already, yeah. and it was a success. Exactly. So, so it went down, I think, more than half of the time. Okay. So it got there in like four minutes only. Four minutes. Which was an amazing the, timing. Interesting. So that's a disruptive technology. Uh, you know, disruptive technology uh, was explained by Clayton Christensen. Uh, his idea of the innovator dilemma. Uh, it published in uh, 1997. Uh, this is where this is where small company and disruptive technologies come along. And we talked a little bit about that during the first period. And they took over certain market segments that the large companies are avoiding or not paying attention to, and to develop a new business. It's uh, uh, large companies are usually the incumbent companies are often planning for incremental change or incremental, uh, and so they efficient. They're just looking at uh, cost benefits on efficiencies where the disruptive technologies are looking at uh, the ability to start a new business uh, and start a new economic model and so forth and so on. So that's the reason uh, disruptive technologies are important. Uh, Let me just give you some takeaways and then you can think about it. Of course, uh, we talked a little bit about Amazon uh, being a disruptive technology. We talked about taxing system or the personnel uh, taxi system. I've got Uber, Lyft, and a new one for me today is Via. I never heard of it, but uh, that was uh, in mm-hmm. my studies and my, um, you know, my studies to get prepped for this program. I ran into it, so I'll look that up. But the takeaways for disruptive technology is significantly alters the way companies operate and com- compete. Uh, they drive to, uh, and uh, small companies to find target markets and gain market share. Blockchain is also discussed about uh, uh, disruptive technology. We talked about Amazon. We talked about Uber, Lyft, and Via. And also, uh, investors can invest, and people try to get into the early stages of disruptive technology. The next, let's talk about disruptive innovation. Disruptive innovation refers to technologies whose application significantly affects a way a market industry functions. Remember, uh, the, the uh, disruptive innovation is differentiated from disruptive technology in that it focuses on the use of the technology rather than the technology itself. So innovation, disruption is about the use of the technology. And then, of course, disruptive technology is the application of the technology or the gadget to change the world. So that's really the importance there. I had 11 uh, amazing Disruptive technologies, I'll, I'll just start listing them, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, it, the first one is artificial intelligence. We've been talking about that. In fact, I would like for everybody to go back and review the T3 program. You can find us on voiceamerica.com, the show two, slash 2721, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. And I've got a list of shows from January to today's show. Uh, January uh, 2018, all the way through 
May 2019, we've talked about uh, medical products, business opportunities, secure homes, smart homes, cybersecurity. We talked about UAVs. We talked about space colonization. So think about all the topics that we talked about. And I'm looking at, a, at an article that came out in uh, Emerging Technology Articles. And the article is examples of, of 2019 disruptive technologies. And, uh, and it's interesting because the first one is artificial intelligence. Now, AI has been around. There's an AI movie. Uh, I'm not sure we're quite there, but the ability for machines to understand the behavior or human behavior and begin to learn, to me, that's artificial intelligence. Right now, we have a lot of repetition between the machines. Mm -hmm. That's not artificial intelligence, but the ability to repeat the process, learn the process, and do something with that learning is going to be artificial intelligence. Uh, it's a machine copying the cognitive functions of human being. It's ability of uh, to facilitate and do the work in a simple fashion. And then we talked about machines taking over. We're we're going to have automation. That's coming. So this idea that we're not going to be replaced by uh, by automation or machines, you're you're going to be replaced. The question is, what field of study do you need to be in in order to understand that? This is where the 21st century education I keep talking about is so important. Let's talk about the Internet of Things. Uh, Internet is is, clo- is expanding uh, the ability to use the Internet to, to commercialize it, to make money. It is amazing. Uh, you know, we've talked about the cloud. Uh, we've talked about the Internet supporting health, mining, manufacturing, among a, a lot of stuff. We just had had a discussion on mining and the use of uh, uh, the capability to mine ores. So, uh, you know, the Internet is uh, an important part of our lifestyle, and uh, it, whether it's uh, uh, doing it in a physical object or in the virtual representation uh, through the Internet, that is coming. So uh, be aware of that. Space colonization. How many times have we talked about SpaceX, the Boeing, uh, NASA, the exploration of the moon? We've got people already lined up to go to the moon. I got a good friend, Nicole Ortiz, who's ready to go, uh, never to come back for a while. And I keep saying, how do people join that? Is there over about, I think if I remember correctly, a list of a thousand or 10,000 people already lined up, signed up to go on a one-way trip. But uh, colonization of space is going to be critical. In fact, human uh, population in space could exceed one trillion uh, people in the 22nd century. Wow. And that's pretty amazing. Uh, these are, right now, we presently have just a few astronauts in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this space colonization is coming. The International Space Station gave us a lot of opportunity to learn about space. Uh, uh, but again, NASA has continued to grow uh, the space colonization projects through the National Space Society, the International Space Development Conference, where students participate in various contests of what can we do when we colonize let's say the moon or we're a lot of discussion right now with SpaceX not only going to the moon but also going to Mars you, you we talked about businesses and the growth of businesses you can go to the our pods we talked about space there's three or four uh, pods just specifically talking about what do we know about space uh, the colonization of space and so forth well we talked about the private sector the SpaceX 
Virgin Galactica, Blue Origin, uh, Strato Launch System, Working Space uh, Exploration. Uh, these are funded by the billionaires right now. Uh, Elon Musk, Richard Branson, Jeff Bezos, Paul Allen. These are all well-known names. And, of course, these are all dis- uh, disruptive technology. And what they will produce is all the micro-disruptive technology. 3D printing is also a disruptive technology. It talks about uh, the ability to print, uh, you know, furniture, utensils, uh, uh, gadgets for transportation, clothes, games, food, body parts. So 3D printing is growing. It's going to continue to grow. Just the U.S., Europe, and China are the top three 3D printing manufacturers. Uh, The 3D printing industry has grown from 133% within the last three years from 2017, which was a $9 billion operation, to estimated of $21 billion in 2022 in those three years alone. So we're halfway through that if you start thinking about uh, 3D printing. The human activities that can be done on 3D printing is critical. So, uh, the other is medical innovations, uh, the types of medicine, the ability to cure diseases, uh, the ability to help uh, our live longer, because that's really going to be the challenge for us, is people are living at 80, 90, 100 years. And that was, uh, you know, this this is a frontier that uh, the, between healthcare, life scientists, and, and medicine is, is, uh, is on a growing trend. High-speed travel is something that in the U.S. we haven't taken advantage of. Uh, We've got high-speed trains in China, Japan, and Korea, and yet we're still trying to function on a high-speed train in San Francisco that has failed twice. Uh, uh, You know, Musk is trying to do the Hyperloop. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a propulsion process. The Hyperloop uh, will probably make a a reality before 2020. uh, He's done some fundraising. still needs a lot more money. He's only uh, raised about $80 million which is nothing when you think about the startup, the unicorns, at a billion dollars. But this emerging technology could develop and uh, imprint uh, or be implemented to help uh, the movement of mass-scale population, and especially from East Coast to West Coast or from the Northern United States to the East Coast. So it's got a lot of uh, technology improvements. Robotics is another one we talked about. Please go to the podcast. It's there. We've talked about that. Yeah. Uh, the program uh, is a very disruptive technology. We're using more and more robots, not only in the automobile in- industry where it first started, but in food, warehousing, uh, and other activities, uh, more and more um, you know, food chains. So robots are coming. Uh, the automation is coming, and we'll, we'll be back in a few minutes. Blockchain technology, that is banking. And the other ones I want to mention, uh, the automobile is another one. Advanced virtual reality, and the last one is renewable energy. Let me tell you, uh, it has been a great show. It went so fast. But remember, go to our our uh, podcast. You can talk about medicine, smart homes, uh, all the camping products are, will be on there. And uh, you will have uh, fun listening to those new shows. Uh, this is your host, Jose Negron, on T3 Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. It's been a pleasure to talk about why 
is technology innovation important? We've been looking at that. It's to improve our lives, make our lives a little bit better, easier, and more compatible. If you look around the room today, you see new technology being developed, and the disruptive technology is coming. Uh, the smaller companies have an opportunity to develop new market segments that have been uh, either omitted or not explored in by the big companies, but more importantly, as we move forward. First of all, as we come to the end of the show, I'd just like to thank uh, my uh, producer, uh, Lee D. Daniels, and of course, my executive assistant, Alexander Loreno, because uh, she's been here helping us do the little translation. Uh, Sarah Castillo back here helping her sister and motivating her sister talking about mining. But until our next show, this is Jose Negron, host of T3 Today, Tomorrow's Technology. Farewell. Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week.